This is Food First Michigan on 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Creating a food secure state. And by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Never underestimate the power of a small group of people to change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has, said Margaret Mead. Margaret Mead was an anthropologist educated at Columbia University who was born in the year 1901. Margaret was definitely ahead of her time and was more than likely the catalyst for making us view and review societal norms within the Western culture during the turbulent 1960s. Her views were not popular in her day, but proved to almost be prophetic as we evolved as a society. She was a leader in the truest sense, an influencer. She saw better before and beyond, and it takes that kind of leader to change things for good. Positive change is the truest test of leadership. Anyone can create change. Chaos is change, but it takes a leader to see the path to positive change and create it. Never underestimate the power of a small group of people to change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has, and now here in Michigan, there is not so small of a group coming together to create positive change in the area of childhood food insecurity. The family of companies at Farm Bureau, including the Farm Bureau Insurance Company of Michigan, is spearheading an effort to get involved in the work of the food banks whose mission is to create a food-secure state. Today, Tom Nugent, a dairy farmer by birth and an executive leader at Farm Bureau by design, is our guest today as we discuss the power of the people, small groups or otherwise, and their ability to make a difference on this edition of Food First Michigan. everyone has promised Tom Nugent, the Director for Human Resources, and uh, wears so many hats of leadership at the Farm Bureau family of companies. He's our friend. He's our partner. Jerry, um, welcome, Tom, to the show. You know, Tom, we're, we're so glad to have you with us. And one of the things that we like to do is give our listeners just a little sense of who they're listening to. You know, who is this Tom guy? And, and how did he get to where he is? And, and how did he get to be working on a project that has to do with food security and our hungry neighbors? So, you know, you can take that wherever you want. But, Tom, tell us a little bit about who's Tom. Wow, that's that's a lot. I, I think from my perspective, I'm a kid that grew up on a dairy farm in West Michigan and went to work for the Farm Bureau almost 30 years ago, right out of Michigan State University, and began working with farmers. And, and Farm Bureau itself began as an organization massing farmers together to unite under whatever cause they wanted to really you know, be proactive in. And so I started working with Farm Bureau. It seemed a natural fit, being a farm kid, to go to Michigan State and start working for a farm organization. Uh, we've grown in the in the 30 years I've been with the company, and we have a, f- a phenomenal insurance company. We have a phenomenal labor service to farmers. We have lots of different companies 
that really work on behalf of uh, the state of Michigan, whether it's in the ag sector, in the insurance sector, et cetera. And that's where I've grown with the company and become this farm kid that's now the, the director of human resources and really helping to benefit our members, our insureds, people that are participating in the Farm Bureau and trying to affect a cause that we can all rally around. And that's where we began working on our, our initiative. We call it our Four Purpose Initiative, where we're looking at trying to end childhood hunger in Michigan. And who better to work on that than a farm kid from West Michigan and a farm organization that is really centered on bringing together food and bringing together people. So well, that's as quick as I can do it. That, you know what? That was fantastic. Quick isn't even a isn't even a issue. You know, our this is the stuff that that we uh, so appreciate. You know, there's so many people who are invested in making a difference in this area, and we say there's two words that should never go together: child and hunger. And and I think that's a mantra at every food bank in the state. It's certainly part of what the food bank council does to help us get our work done in in all the ways that the food bank council helps and we're just honored to have you with us um as as we continue to make that a, a reality for for our state so so thanks for i, could, for I couldn't agree with story. you more yeah, I mean, it's well, awesome. for sure especially on on the childhood side we know that if if a child goes hungry um, it's got long-term impacts within not only the child but the entire state and what can we do to eliminate that that issue from happening and that's where we've really centered as an organization on how we can affect uh, childhood hunger in our state well tom uh, just thinking about um, growing up on a dairy farm and the food bank council and all of our food banks and the relationship we have like with the michigan milk producers association and udim the united dairy um, industry of Michigan, the partnership we have there, I think at last count, and I should probably know this exactly, but I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood that these organizations donate somewhere between 350 to 400 gallons of milk every day to our network. As a kid growing up on a, on a dairy farm, that's got to make you feel pretty proud. It does. It makes me very proud, and 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 I can honestly tell you, um, you may already know this, Phil, but my sister works at Michigan Milk Producers. Uh, Sheila Burkhardt is their director of member relations there. So, uh, she's a, a gal that grew up on a dairy farm in West Michigan, and we're united in this this effort when it comes to how do we impact children in the state of Michigan. So, it's bringing together those kind of. Uh, unique relationships we have within the state. The ag industry as a whole is very much a close network. And how can we leverage some of those, not only milk, but what about grains and what about vegetables and fresh vegetables to get to um, where people need them the most? And that's how the Farm Bureau kind of unites people together under one cause. It, so it, it's great because those are awesome things that you get milk donated. Well, what about what about fruits and vegetables? Where do we go for that? Right. Right, exactly. And, you know, I have to say that, yes, I do know Sheila. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Should, should I say this on air? Up until, you know, I met you, she was the favorite member of your family. But now, you know, it's kind of. <laughs> oh, she's always the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just thinking about kids and milk, it just seems like it's such a natural thing. You know, I think about the, yep. the, the uh, commercial, you know, the, the campaigns we've had, you know, got milk and, and, and you see the little kid with the milk mustache and, you know, milk means more. Um, 
but you're right. It, it is. It means so much. And you know, I, I would say too, in our growth as an organization, uh, probably six, seven, eight years ago, we really started learning how to do fresh produce. We got a grant from the Michigan Health Endowment Fund. It really helped us learn how to do that. And that was a learning that led to how to really do what, what do we need to know in order to be able to distribute dairy. And, and now we've, you know, we've grown in our skill set across the nation. And, Jerry, you guys at Gleaners have kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of uh, broke the trail. And how do, we, how do we distribute dairy products which is one of the most requested items that people have in the pantry network. Yeah, of course, the infrastructure was the big concern. You know, the the way the system worked before, um, a pantry might be open once a month and they might be only seeing 60 or 70 people. It's a really important work. Those 60 people are well served. But if you got to start putting refrigeration in every pantry, no matter what size they are, in order to distribute the dairy products, the expense gets pretty great. You know, it's a lot of infrastructure. So what we had to do is rethink the whole thing mm-hmm. and say how do we how do we get a milk truck out to these distributions so that one refrigerated truck can serve you know any number of pantries in the distribution needs that they have and so it certainly wasn't just us i mean there there was a lot of you know really smart people at the table helping to look at how do we rethink the way we get these um, refrigerated products two people just in time so that everyone has access no matter what type of pantry or or community mobile we're working with and uh and that's that's how it happened but uh but you know what farm bureau was part of that i remember standing in front of a truck that came from farm bureau i mean (laughs) i remember the photo op (laughs) we actually that actually is a great part of it because we had um, a few years ago i think four years ago our agents banded together so we have farm bureau agents all across the state of michigan they began uh, really this effort with the agent charitable fund that they created so our agents independently got together created a fund and they funded refrigerated trucks to that purpose yep. so when you had the photo op it's because of our agents and our agency force across the state of michigan that united under that banner going we're going to fight hunger and that was one of the needs expressed through the food banks so if there's a need we try to figure out a way to fill it it kind of makes me think about you know the phrase the saying that says necessity is the mother of invention let me change that just a little bit i think it's opportunity is the mother of invention because when farm bureau and the agents charitable fund and every all the entire family of companies came together to create this opportunity it caused the food bank to have to innovate a little bit in order to be able to get this food out to the community safely so i think it's a great example of of a partnership between a uh, what is traditionally known as a for-profit company that's really a for-purpose company that and, you know, the Charitable Food Network. So it's super exciting. It's a great opportunity. Uh, we've got more to talk about. This is Tom Nugent. He is the Director of Human Resources at the Farm Bureau Family of Companies. That's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we're all three back with you in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. We're back. Thanks, everyone, for being with us. Uh, 
Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight here as always, and our special guest today, Tom Nugent, the Director for Human Resources at the Farm Bureau family of companies. Tom, you've been there for 30 years. Man, what'd you do? Start working when you were like 12 or something? 12. Or? I started when I was 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, gray, the gray hair came unbeknownst to me after a few years. Right, right. Well, anybody who works in HR is going to have gray hair for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. Hey, so lots to talk about here, but um, a, a huge opportunity that's coming up uh, that will benefit this this work of food insecurity statewide is an initiative that's coming out of the Farm Bureau family of companies. So, uh, tell us what's kind of what this next. I haven't I haven't teased this up very much, but you know it's a it's, it's a group of people that are banding together to make a difference. Tell us about it. Yep. So as part of our, our for-purpose initiative, so like you said in the previous segment, we're really moving not only for for-profit, but to a for-purpose entity where our purpose is ending childhood hunger. And we have across the state of Michigan over a 1,000 employees plus another 400 agents in their staff. So you look at a pretty wide reach in every county in the state of Michigan. We want to impact childhood hunger as an organization, and the best way to do that is to get our employees, our agents, our agent staff, our county farm bureaus involved in that effort where uh, we have volunteer days to make make that point. We're dedicating a set of days in early June where all of our employees are asked to volunteer. It doesn't have to be their uh, food bank just in Lansing. We're looking, we put, we brought all the food banks throughout the state of Michigan here to our offices in Lansing to have a conversation. How can we help you? And how can we help make it known to our our employees, our agents, that our purpose is ending childhood hunger. We want to get them involved with their food bank. So we're coordinating a set of volunteer days. Uh, we're going to send buses out to Flint and uh, out to Detroit and to Grand Rapids to send our employees out to volunteer for the day at the food bank to show that this isn't just a, you know, an opportunity to donate. This is an opportunity to donate your time. Well, it's it all it all gets to the bottom line. Believe me when I tell you, we need volunteers. We use a lot of them. Uh, the pandemic screwed us up pretty bad in terms of you know the the number of people that couldn't volunteer because of the pandemic, either because they had to stay home or or their uh, employer said, nah, you know what, we're we're not really getting you know to be in person yet." Of course, we have a little a little uh, high um, number of cases right now in in a bunch of our Michigan counties, and so we're we're starting to see some concerns again about people being out in the public. So, from our point of view, every volunteer hour that that we have is an hour that saves us from having to get temporary staff or or other paid staff to do that work. And and while we are so delighted by our team and the people that we pay to do what they do, um, in order to reach all of the people we need to reach, volunteers lever so much resource. Um, it's I don't think you could have food banking if you didn't have volunteers, or at least not not nearly as effective food banking because. Um, just all of the things that a volunteer can do. And believe me, you know, when, when we watch our volunteers work, man, they inspire us. They get our team pumped up. You know, yeah. there's so many things about volunteers that make us better. So we are grateful um, for your putting, you know, kind of 
putting a, a line in the sand for your team to say, okay, we want to reach all these food banks. We want this many volunteers. We are going to make sure the infrastructure is there to make that happen. We're going to recruit. We're going we're gonna to get people to come out. And from the food bank side, it makes a huge difference. Well, and we're excited to do it. This is a, the first time we're doing it. We expect to do it not only this spring, but we want to do it again in the fall because we want our employees to know that that's what we're reaching for. We're trying to make a difference when it comes to uh, ending childhood hunger in the state of Michigan, and there's many different ways to do it, and one is by volunteering at your local food bank, and we hope it, it spawns more volunteering because once you do it once, we've had a lot of volunteers go to the, the local food bank, come back and say, we need to do that more often because it brings the team together, it brings people together, and they know the difference that they're making. You know, it is is pretty powerful. And, you know, it is, uh, let me say this, uh, a logistical challenge (laughs) (laughs) to get this coordinated across all seven Feeding America food banks that serve all of Michigan's 83 counties. And then some of the agents and their teams are working at uh, different pantries that are i think we have uh, somewhere around 3000 i think it's 2800 exactly pantries that we serve all of michigan's counties in and some of the agents and their teams are going to go to those pantries some of the uh agents are going to the uh food banks and then a lot of the folks that are working in the at the headquarters there are as you said are being bussed out to some of the 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 food banks west east uh, Forgotten Harvest and Gleaners down here in Detroit, food gatherers in Ann Arbor. It has been an amazing thing for me to sit back and watch these volunteer coordinators from the food bank work with you and your team, Tom. And I got to say that, you know, uh, if anybody wants a career change, maybe air traffic controlling would be a good spot for them because it's pretty crazy to watch these logistics come together. I, I give all the credit to Cassie Sinodinos here at our office because she's been working hand-in-hand with uh, your teams at the food banks. Um, she signed me up. I think I'm in Flint uh, for at least one day, and she said, you're going here that day, and I might be in Detroit the next day. I'm like, Whatever you tell me. <laughs> right. I, I think I think part of it is, is making sure people know everybody is, is – these are our days. We want to fill every shift. We want to get everything that the food banks need for that day uh, handled so they don't have to bring out other staff that this is – this is our day. We want to own it and we want to expand it. So I think from our end, it has become a bit of a challenge, but that's the kind of challenge that we're up for. We sure. wanna, we're going we're gonna to send buses. I think we're going to wrap one of the buses, I think, going to southeast Michigan so people know it's Farm Bureau on the bus headed down to uh, Gleaners to, to help. Like, we want to do this right. Sounds like another photo op to me. Sounds like that to me, too. <laughs> yeah. So let me get this straight because there's, there's more than 400 agents, I think, and then there's there's a, somewhere around a thousand employees at at the headquarters. Is did I get these numbers right? Yeah, well, a thousand uh, based out of Lan- not all based out of Lansing. There's regional offices, regional claim offices, etc. So we'll have folks up in Traverse City, folks in the, in the UP that are um, home office employees, but they work remotely. So they're all over the state, which is why we wanted to work with every food bank in the state of Michigan because I may live closer to southeast Michigan and work work with us, so I'll volunteer there that day. So we're coordinating kind of logistics of getting people to the right place and when um, and making sure we have a little bit of fun along the way. Well, you know what? We uh, we can't say enough how, how much we appreciate your efforts. You know, when it comes right down to it, um, we're – 
we're seeing some some pretty significant increases in people coming for help right now and and we're you know it, it's been two months in a row we say three months is a trend so we're watching this third month really closely um, and and once once that's established then we have more information to try to figure out what's causing more people to be coming for help usually we don't see the spike until June when school is out and kids are out of school uh, but mm-hmm. we started to see the this really in March, uh, March and April were pretty busy months, and so May May is going to be really important for us to to look at this trend. So I just want to say that as we're, you know, looking at you know um, some some pretty significant challenges uh, in terms of making sure everybody has what they need, your efforts mean a lot to us. Um, and they will really help us manage the things that have to be managed as we figure out, okay, well, how long is this going to be? Is this going to last through the summer? Is there something else going on that, that it may last longer? Um, so, so more to come. And to our, to our listeners, I would say we will have more to say about this in the next couple months. Uh, to, to our knowledge, um, it, it looks like the the price at the gas pump is a pretty significant influencer. Certainly, some of the grocery prices, but I will say families do a pretty good job of making substitutions in the grocery store. So, so you know, we're not sure yet, but we're paying real close attention. And and Tom, you guys coming alongside us right now really makes a difference. Well, we're we're certainly a long term partner with all the food banks, Food Bank Council of Michigan. We see that as a as a is a partnership that is is from our core. If you look at our farmers, you look at our organization, we're connected to food and we're connected to feeding people. So you're always going to have us as a partner and we'll always look to try to overachieve. What else can we do to help make this issue, you know, go away? We'd like to put Phil out of business at Food Bank Council because we don't need it anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be a great day in my life for sure. And I got to say, Tom, as we close out this segment, congratulations to your parents. I mean, Honestly, really and truly, to raise uh, Tom and Sheila, two catalysts for positive change, particularly within the, the this realm of food insecurity. And uh, we 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 got to say thanks to you and for your leadership, uh, and and in this entire uh, you know for purpose and uh, and and to address childhood food insecurity. It's a great thing, man. It's very encouraging for us. And uh, spread the news. We're we're excited. Well, I appreciate it very much. He's Tom Nugent. He's the Director for Human Resources at the Farm Bureau Family of Companies. He's our colleague, our friend, and our partner in this great work to create a food-secure Michigan. Jerry and I are back in just a moment. Tom, thanks for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you. Food First, Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Brisson, that was Tom Nugent. And uh, how cool is that, that the family of companies of Farm Bureau have picked up the, the other end of the log, I'll say, of this, this food insecurity issue, particularly as it relates to children. 
You know, we've said for a long time that there's a lot of people with a vested interest in solving food insecurity and and that if we can just harness the people who who have an interest in it and who know it's important and who um, who can do something, that that is one of the ways that you end up solving the problem. And it was it was so good to hear, you know, how their company got together, said, we want to make this a priority. And Tom said himself, you know, a, a, an undernourished child has such tremendously bad bad long-term consequential mm-hmm. not only cost to the community but to the child right i mean it's oh, sure. it's unthinkable that we allow that to continue so i mean i was you know again inspired by the people that help us all the time it's one of the things that keeps us all in the work no matter how challenging it is and uh, i can't wait to see him down at the food bank and uh, you know get a picture in front of the the bus that's coming down you know that's <laughs> going to be a ton of fun yeah well they've been working on it um, for, you know, we, and we, our team at food bank council has been working with them to, to, uh, to create these opportunities. Um, you know, I will, I will not spoil it, but I will tease it that we have another project idea that we're working on with the farm bureau family of companies. It's pretty cool. And that's going to happen more toward the fall. So, you know that's coming later more too. More to come. More yeah, to more come. to come for sure. You're not just teasing sure, our but, listeners; you're teasing me, pal. Uh, <laughs> mean, mean, meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, you know this whole idea of uh, one company statewide presence uh, taking uh, two and three days off in order to volunteer at uh, food pantries and at food banks. All across, I mean, from the UP to Southeast Michigan, all, every county uh, where we have a food bank and where we have a pantry, they're organizing themselves with the help of all of our volunteer coordinators at all seven of our food banks um, to, to you know, and again, I just can't, you know, I, I, I kind of cheerleaded and then got out of the way because I'm not a logistical person you know, thought leader at all (laughs) and let them organize this, but it's a lot to organize and they will be in, in, in every County and every, in a pantry or a food bank over those three days. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And, uh, and you know, service has been such a key to the success of food banking. It has been one of the things that has helped us float along. And I'll tell you, food banks have lived through, just like everybody else, good times and bad, hard times and, and prosperous times. But volunteers have been with us every step of the way. It's been foundational to mm-hmm. food banking from sure. the very beginning. Um, and that's, you know, a, a kind of a general generosity that probably doesn't get enough mention uh, anywhere, anytime, because it is so important. And it is literally tens of thousands of volunteers every year that invest part of their handful of life, as you like to say, doctor, in making sure that their neighbors are cared for, especially their neighbors who need help right now. And, uh, And there's nothing like communicating value through food. Um, you know, when you when you help someone get food, um, you really do say to them that you care about what they're going through and that you're walking with them on their journey in life. And so there's so many great things about service that uh, that matter to us and and have been, as I said, a, a really important part of of who we can even be. Well, you, we talk a lot about time, talent and treasure. 
you know, treasure, you know, is important because it takes money to run the operation. It takes money to buy the food that we distribute, um, you know, but then we, we talk about talent, too. And I think about the board of directors that are a part of Food Bank Council of Michigan and also of every food bank, uh, doubt. you know, uh, that they're lending their life and and professional expertise to the advancement of these organizations. But then, you know, there's also a, a, a time commitment where you just give a little bit of your time of your one handful of life and invest that. It's not spending it. You, you know, it's investing it. And and investing it in something that that is bigger than you are, that's important. And I think that the food banks and certainly the, the challenge of childhood food insecurity childhood hunger two words that should never go together right yeah. uh is a is a is a is a is a cause that is worthy of that investment and we're quite sure that a bunch of you listening to us right now have some interest in service i'd be shocked if you weren't already doing a number of things to volunteer in your local community uh but we want to give you some options you know we want to give you some options to consider if you're thinking about volunteering here's some ways you can find places that need volunteers and we'll start with our own food bank council of michigan website which has links to every single food bank in the state of Michigan. And there's also a map there, Jerry, that shows which food banks serve what territory in Michigan. So uh, Gleaners would would serve five counties here. Forgotten Harvest down in southeast Michigan would serve three counties uh, right in and around Metro Detroit, whereas the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan would serve 22 counties all the way up kind of for the, you know, the the pinky to, <laughs> you know, uh, of, uh, you know, through the Bay Area and all the way up to the bridge, whereas food uh, Feeding America West Michigan would serve all of the UP and then the kind of the left side or the west side of the state. So there's lots of opportunities. Greater Lansing Food Bank, South Michigan Food Bank, Food Gatherers in Ann Arbor. All of those food banks are listed there. You can click on there, and on each of those individual food bank websites, you will find an opportunity to sign up to volunteer. So if you Google Food Bank Council of Michigan, you'll find the website, but it's fbcmich.org, fbcmich.org, to go to our very own Food Bank Council of Michigan website. And besides volunteering, you know, you can find our podcast and stuff on there too. And I'm certain that you'll want to go there and, you know, re-listen to some of your favorites. Well, absolutely. If they're not hearing us on WJR on Sunday nights at nine, I'm sure they're already subscribing to a top five podcast in America in that that deals with issues related to food insecurity. Who would that be? That would be what? Yeah, Food First Michigan, oh, that's baby. What I that's yeah. exactly right. That award winning. <laughs> award winning. <laughs> Shameless plugs there for sure. Hey, one more website, Jerry, that people could go to if they're interested in volunteering is uh, is the Michigan Community Service Commission. Uh, and and uh, that's a pretty simple website. It's michigan.gov slash M-C-S-C, the Michigan Community Service Commission, michigan.gov slash M-C-S-C. And that, that is led by Jenna Holmes, who has been, oh my gosh, I mean, as when the pandemic started in March a few years ago, 
she was one of the first people to call me. Carolyn Bloodworth was the at Consumers Energy was the first person, but right after that, Jenna Holmes from the Michigan Community Service Com- uh, Commission reached out, and she was she she went through us through the entire ordeal. And the you know just recently she published your Governor's Service Award, Doctor Phil, and we would be remiss not to say congratulations on receiving one of the few uh, that that the governor gives out every year, and uh, and we're very proud of you and the work that you've done, not only through the pandemic, but in an ongoing way to improve the lives of our Michigan neighbors. And so congratulations, Doctor Phil. That was a wonderful, wonderful tribute. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's- humbling for sure and um i you know not quite know how to handle all that but it's I, it's an honor for sure thanks jerry hey look let's uh wrap up this segment and come back and uh, and wrap up the show but folks if you have a little bit of time a little bit of talent and even a little bit of treasure this is a great place to invest your part of your one handful of life with us in this great mission of creating a food-secure state. We'll be back. Welcome back, everyone. Jerry Prasan, Dr. Phil Knight here to wrap up this show. Volunteers, Jerry, um, you're important, but at many different levels. So let me just get you to talk about that for just a minute. It, it's important to um, the the people that you have in the food banks that are working to know that they're not doing this work alone, right? Absolutely right. And and you know the the benefits to have corporate support and bring teams down is great. Individuals coming down is great. Schools coming down is great. You know, those are all different kinds of groups, all different kinds of people that make us feel really good about, you know, our role in the community and bringing people together. Uh, I do want to comment briefly about your your mentioning of the board of directors because it is a really unique volunteer role. And boards of directors spend significantly more time understanding how our organizations run. You know, the financials, the the you know, the the way volunteers and donated food and the money we raise all weave together to create opportunities to help people uh, at the highest possible level. And they bring a lot of intelligence to it. They learn a lot. They spend time to really learn. You know, yeah, I, I, let me say this. One of, one, of, one of my favorite sayings is the less you know about a problem, the easier it is to solve, right? <laughs> Board yeah. members learn the real ins and outs of the problems that we have to solve, and they get very mature about their thinking about how to solve those problems. And they don't try to drop simplistic solutions on complicated problems. Instead, they help us find other people that can bring a specific knowledge, or or they help us think more deeply or more broadly about, about what we're doing. They, they're another set of eyes on our strategies to say, are you sure how that's going to work? Or they might say, I kind of get what you're doing, but it's not well enough explained mm-hmm. yet. You know, they, they do so many things to help us run our organizations better. And so I, I really do want to give a shout out to all the current and former board members of the food banks in Michigan and, and across the country, because those are really special volunteers who do a tremendous amount of service that probably doesn't get near enough attention uh, based on the hours they spend and the expertise they bring and the time 
they spend really understanding the issues and and trying to help us solve complicated problems. Well, and I think that the volunteers that come to the food banks, uh, and then I also think about, um, you know, there's uh, Forgotten Harvest has a farm that's not very far from my house, actually, in Fenton, and they use volunteers as well. And this is a pretty unique, special opportunity to volunteer well as well. Um, the other thing I think about, too, is uh, the benefit that um, that volunteers bring is actually to the business model of food banks. Because when volunteers are there, um, you know, then it's the opportunity to to, to be able to invest even more money in food. Yeah, we try to take the economy out of everything we do, right? We try mm-hmm. to get food for free, <laughs> and we try to get labor for free, and we try to get everything we can for free. And the reason is because the more that we don't have to pay for, the more we can spend our limited resources on those critical things that you can't get for free, right? So, so we are so grateful for the volunteers that step up and, and walk alongside us and, and help us do that much more for our hungry neighbors. It, it really does make a difference. Well, Jerry, time for a little food for thought. Jerry has said this before. Allow me to say it again. This problem can be solved, and one reason we believe it can be solved is because enough people want to see it happen. Tom Nugent, representing leaders like Carl Bednarski, Don Simon, and Scott Piggott at the Family of Companies for Farm Bureau, share our determination, our desire, and our drive to see the days of food security come to an end. Imagine what that day will be like. Kids living free of hunger pains, seniors not stressed about having enough, families no longer having to make impossible choices between which bill to pay or do I buy food. That's our vision of a better tomorrow. And it only happens when a small group of determined people come together to accomplish the seemingly impossible. And we know the first step in doing the impossible starts by putting and keeping food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.